Listen, there are so many stories in the Bible that I know we all have our favorite, but one of my favorite stories in the Bible, just passages, is John chapter 13. And in John chapter 13, it's the story of when Jesus, right before he went to the crucifixion, right to the cross, he called his disciples together, and he had what we often refer to as the Lord's Supper, that last supper together with them. But before that ever took place, and that's something we value as a church and as followers of Jesus, to share that together every single week. But there's something that took place before that that makes it even more special to me. If you remember that story that Jesus had all of his disciples in his room, and the Bible tells us this in John chapter 13, that he took his outer robe and he got a bucket of water and he began down, beginning to just wash their feet. Now, for you and I, we might think that's kind of gross and that's kind of odd, but it was even more gross or more odd for them back then. Because back in those days, whoever washed the people's feet when they came in from being outside, because they wore sandals, it was dusty, their feet were just dirty, it was always designated that the lowliest servant would wash feet. Mm. And so can you imagine <clears throat> being there that time? That you're one of the disciples in this room with Jesus and he's called you together, and you're really looking forward to celebration because they were there to celebrate the Passover. And all of a sudden, your teacher, your Messiah, the one that you looked up to the most, but took on the role of a servant. And the Bible says that he bent down and he began to wash their feet. And if you read this in John chapter 13, you'll even see that at one point, Peter said, whoa, whoa, Jesus. I'm like, what are you doing washing my feet? And Jesus said, unless I wash your feet, you can't have any part of me, Peter. And at that point, Jesus said, wash my hands, wash my feet, wash me all over. But there was a symbolic moment that Jesus was serving, more than just symbolic, it was an actual real-life moment that Jesus was washing his disciples' feet. But in that passage, we often kind of stop there, but I want to read to you as it got towards the end of the foot washing. And here's what it says in John chapter 13, verse 12 through 14. It says, after washing their feet, he put on his robe again, and he sat down, and he asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher, and you call me Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am, he said. And since I am your Lord, and I am your teacher, and have washed your feet, listen to what he says next, church. He says, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Now do as I've done to you. And in that moment, Jesus was doing more than just let me wash your feet and show you that I was a servant. Here's what he's showing them. If you truly call yourself a follower of Jesus, if you truly call yourself one that chases after God and you call yourself a servant, then you better have some action behind that servant. Because a servant is not just a title that you wear. A servant is something that you do. And so I just want to give you two quick points this morning. And here's the first one. It's in your outline. It says this. Following Jesus is more than verbally acknowledging him as your Lord. Following Jesus is more than verbally acknowledging him as your Lord. See, we could come to church every morning going, he's my Lord, he's my Lord, he's my Lord. But if we leave here on Monday, we never serve anybody. We never have actions behind us saying he's our Lord. Then Jesus would say, is he really your Lord? And then here's the second point that I bring up to you. Following Jesus must include actions to display Jesus as your Lord. Following Jesus must include actions for you to display that he is your Lord. Mm. It's not enough just to say it. There has to be actions behind it. In fact, I love what the book of James says about it. And it says this in James chapter 2, verse 14 through 17. Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this, in this if you learn all the right words, but you never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? 
For instance, you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and half-starved, and you say, good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you walk off without ever providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup. Where does that get you, James says? Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? And so when we live our lives simply by just saying we follow Jesus, when we live our lives simply by just saying we love Jesus, but we never have actions behind it, as the message passage says this, that is purely nonsense. Now, church, I'm thankful that you are a church that has so much more than just words. And I'm also thankful that we get to partner with different ministry organizations throughout Littleton that also has actions behind their words of calling Jesus as Lord. And so this morning, you're looking at me going, okay, Keith, we see you standing, but there's a table of two chairs. There's a reason we have two chairs today. I've invited Catherine Roy, who is the executive director of Love, Inc., which operates here in the Littleton area, to come join me on stage just to kind of share with us a little bit how Love, Inc. becomes the hands and feet of Jesus. So would you welcome Catherine Roy? Now, I have to be honest with you. When we talked several weeks ago and I invited her up here, I said, Catherine, I just want to sit and you preach and you just, you just preach the word and preach Love, Inc. to us. Tell us what Love, Inc. does. And she said she'd much rather converse than preach, okay? So would you take the conversing chair? I'll take the conversing chair. And we are going to have a great time today together. So, Catherine, before we jump into Love, Inc., because some of you may be saying, what is Love, Inc.? We're going to get into that today. But I have so enjoyed and been blessed by getting to know you as a person. So would you just tell the church a little bit about yourself? Joined South Sub in January. and We've been married 40 years. We had been attending Faith Community Church for 35 years. We truly never searched for a church. And it was really hard because our church closed. And uh, we found ourselves just kind of nomads, and I had the advantage of being with Love, Inc. and having all these churches that I could visit, and I did. But it wasn't until we really came to South Sub, and we felt such a warm welcoming, truly felt like we belonged here. And I just want to thank you for that, and I want to thank you, yeah. Keith and Joe, for just inspirational preaching that actually push, pushes us into some new experiences yeah. like today. Yeah. <laughs> so you started coming while Joe was in the interim stage. Yes. And then, yeah. then I stepped in, became the pastor. So I just have a question. And we have some questions we're going to ask, but there's some unscripted questions I'm going to surprise <laughs> her with. Who do you like better, me or Joe? <laughs> uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> Listen, you have been really busy. I know as even we try to talk this summer. You've had a busy life the last several months. Tell us a little bit what's going on in your life. I will. Actually, um, I just came back from uh, visiting family. I came back on Tuesday and I was able to go and see family in Ohio and New York and our new granddaughter, in Chicago, the joy of joys. In fact, um, my husband and I have three grandchildren, and I like to shock people by saying we really have 12. And, and in order to be a Roy child, you have to have spent at least, lived with us for at least a school year. So I'm going to get back to that because I have something to tell you about number 12 as okay. I move on. But the, the significance of that trip also was that my mom is moving here in October, and my brother and I both live here. Another brother is in Indianapolis, but my brother Peter and I have been trying to convince my mom for 10 years since my dad died to move here, and she finally said yes. 
So I spent some time going through memorabilia with her, and it just reminded me of what we've heard so much about the influence that we have as individuals. And my parents, of course, were very strong influences in my life. I like to quote my dad because he lived this mantra, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. He and okay. my mom and dad. <laughs> I, I want y'all to hear that. Say that again, okay? <laughs> Write that down because that's a great one for it us. Is. What is the mantra? If you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. space. Wow. And, and my corollary to that is God's never called us to be comfortable. God's called us to stretch and to serve. And my parents were a great example of that. They spent their life um, using their time, talent, and treasure. And the thing that I really... Um, am awed about now because I'm very near their age when they decided to become mission co-workers in Colombia, South America. They were in their late 60s and they sold their house, they gave away all their worldly possessions and um, went and served our Lord in Colombia. So yeah, the, the gift of influence that we have on each other and that I feel like I've benefited from with my parents, I just yeah. celebrate that. Wow, that's, that's encouraging to hear and kind of, kind of toe-stepping a little bit for all of us. Now, you have not always been a part of Love, Inc. Correct. So uh, I think it was like eight years ago you came on board. Tell us a little bit about that transition and how you came on board at Love, Inc. Yeah, so um, I consider one of my great blessings to have been able to be home and raise kids. Three of those kids I gave birth to, three of those 12. So I, I had time at home with them. Um, and during that time, I did keep busy. Of course, there was church work to do. I organized the Crop Hunger Walk, got involved in other things. But I did go back to work full-time in 2010, wanted to work in the nonprofit world, and um, found myself in a position that was challenging. Um, it was a good job. I was executive director of a small group, um, but it wasn't exactly rewarding or fulfilling. It wasn't the kind of helping that I wanted to do in the nonprofit world, so I started volunteering with Love, Inc. And um, fast forward to 2015, I was at a Love, Inc. gathering, um, celebrating our fall event coming up. It was a Tuesday night in September 2015, and the, re the executive director at Love, Inc. before me, Doug McKinney, had just retired, so they were looking for a new executive director, and I was among board members, and I kid you not, three different board members that night said, you should apply for this job. And three different times I said, I can't, I can't leave my current job. They need me, I just can't. Wednesday morning, about 12 hours later, I got laid off. <laughs> I called it a surprise calling. Yeah. And I, I see God's hand in that and I see um, God's humor in a way. And <laughs> I'm just so lucky to be in this role, I love what God is doing through Love, Inc. and through the churches, and yeah. I feel blessed every day. Yeah. Well, your leadership and Love, Inc. has blessed so many people within our community. And I say Littleton, but, but at times it reaches even beyond Littleton mm -hmm. just in this overall community. But I know this. You may be sitting here going, well, this is great to meet Catherine, but what or who or where is a Love, Inc.? They may not have any idea about the ministry. So fill those in who don't mm -hmm. know all about it. Give us a little bit of just, just understanding and context of Love, Inc. Good. I'll start with the name. It is not Love Incorporated. We always say Love Inc. But some people think it's incorporated, so they just call us Love. And I think, well, that's a fine name, it's just not ours. <laughs> we are Love Inc. and the INC is in the name of Christ. Everything we do is to celebrate Christ's love in the community. 
And our Love, Inc. here in Littleton is one of 100 plus around the country. Many don't know that. We're the only one in the metro area, so we only know Love, Inc., but it's a, it's a nationwide movement since 1977. The Love, Inc. here in Littleton has been serving the community since 2008. And what we do, our mission is to mobilize local churches, that's you Christians in the local churches, to transform lives and communities and to put God's love on display. It's all about serving. It's all about that activity that you pointed to from the washing of the feet. You know, when you, uh, we talked about the scripture in John 13, I'm going to take us to the end of it because I feel like that last 13, 34 to 35, after everything that happened in that chapter, with the Last Supper and the washing of the feet and Judas being sent out and Peter being told he was going to um, deny Christ. Then Jesus says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, you're to love one another. When you do this, everyone will know you are my disciples because you love one another. I think love one another is the love ink scripture. It's what we're about. And those one another's, it's easy to love the people, well, sometimes the people at the dinner table with us or the people next to us in the pew. But everyone, the least, the last, the lost, and I'll add the lonely to that. There's a, a, an epidemic of loneliness in our community. And Love, Inc. volunteers come alongside people to love them. We practice something we call redemptive compassion may not be a, a term you're familiar with. It's kind of uniquely loving. But if you want to like look at the whole spectrum of compassion, from charity compassion where people are given something, clothing, food, shelter, that's needed, absolutely, that's biblical. Jesus talked about it in Matthew 25. But too often it stops there. And really, as Christians, our role is to continue walking, to be in relationship with people. And once we're in relationship, we can go that final step to redemptive compassion because that's introducing people to who Christ is, Christ's love for them, Christ's desires for them. But you don't jump from giving them a meal to sharing Christ's love. It's hard to, I should say. We truly believe that redemptive compassion, that quintessential hand up versus hand out, is what we're called to as Christians. And I will tell you, it is not easy. And that's why we make it such a goal. That's why we train about redemptive compassion. We have a Bible study for it. That's why we have the different levels of support and leadership within Love, Inc. to help us all be accountable, to help in ways that bring Christ into the picture, but also ways that will truly transform their lives. And one of the most exciting things that I've found in that process is, guess what? It's not just the people that we think we're helping. It's we who are serving that are transformed as well. So I know we have several people at our church in several ways that people help with loving. Tell us a little bit. Describe that oh, for us. Yes. So um, first I have to say thank you because South Sub, you know, we have 45 church partners. And they span everything from Roman Catholic, Orthodox, non-denominational, pretty much every brand of the denominations in Protestantism. We work together because we believe and love one another. 
Um, but a lot of those 45 churches have us in name, not really the action. And South Sub has been a church only since 2020, although your roots go farther back. I don't know if any of you might know Kevin Finder. He was on the development board back in the early 2000s. Um, but you guys came on board in a very significant, very hands-on way. In fact, it happened in 2020, just when we shut down for COVID. And we were receiving a lot of needs, more needs for things like diapers. And guess what? The churches were closed and we count on the churches to collect diapers for us. So Joe, along with one of the pastors from Mission Hills, organized this drive-through diaper drive the day before Mother's Day 2020. We got 25,000 diapers. It was such answered prayer, exactly what was needed at the time. And that began the conversation with Joe and the outreach team and saying, hey, we need to partner more. And wow, you guys have done that. You're contributing to us with your outreach budget. We have seen you lead the furniture ministry, which, you know, moving again through that year of 2020, um, in December, we were finding ourselves in a, a spot where we didn't have storage for furniture. And we, were, we had a lot of furniture at a store. And I called Joe, I said, hey Joe, you guys aren't, um, you're not worshiping right now. Any chance we could use some of your space to store furniture? So yes, Randy, Doné, and a bunch of you guys helped to move furniture from where it was by the store to that whole big um, area of windows behind the, behind the student center. It was full of furniture. Maybe you guys saw it, but it was, it was a gift. And then in January, we got the warehouse, we started the furniture ministry, and you guys have two teams of movers, the only church that has two teams of movers. And with that ministry in the last two and a half years, more than 100 homes, I think it's close to 200 now, have received furniture, and equally the same number have actually donated furniture, and it's all because you're the hands and feet of Jesus. Additionally, you've got, I love the diaper divas. They call themselves yeah. the diaper divas. They organize the diapers that are donated. They're stored here as well too. Um, and then they go to another church that does the distribution. Grants brought the youth to work at the store. And then we have a lot of individual volunteers. So with that, I'm going to ask all of you who are here today who are volunteering with Love Inc. to please stand. Thank Can you. Can we just give thank you? You should know that you have really strong leadership at Love Inc. as well. Both Linda Sinclair and Brett Pumphrey serve on our board of directors, providing that guidance. And um, in 2022, you gave 1,430 hours of service to the community through Love Inc. Um, I refer to you as local, local missionaries. You are living out Christ's love and serving the community. So let me just get clarification. That 1,432 hours, that's South Sub Church or that's? No, just South Sub. Hey, would you just kind of do this church? Okay, just kind of <laughs> pat yourself on the back. 1,400, over 1,400 <laughs> hours. Now, sometimes people ask me, well, why are we donating those hours to an organization like Love, Inc. when we have ministry here? And here's my response to that. We, as a church, we're part of the big church, the Big C Church, right? And there's churches, the 45 churches that you mentioned and many other churches. But then God also gives us ministries like yours. And here's the, why it's so effective. They can specialize in ways that we can't. There's so many things that we do as a church, and we do well, but there's specific things that you guys do that you just focus in, you, you laser point in there, 
And so we get to partner with you. And here's what happens. Of our 1,432 hours that we donate, here's what I believe. We're just a lot better hours with those because we're with y'all. Mm -hmm. Had we done it ourselves, we would have to find the storage place for the furniture. We would have to organize all these. We just get to show up and be the hands and feet and be the missionaries that you, that you talk about there. Amen. And you know what? We have a very small staff, and I continue to tell my staff, their job is not to do the service. Their job is to mobilize the service. Um, it is a gift to the church. It's a gift to the community. Yeah. It's a gift to the least, last, lost, and lonely. And I love how you refer to us and other churches. We're missionaries. So when the group goes out there and they move furniture to someone that needs help with furniture because they can't afford it, but they're trying to set up and be on their own, that really is, again, the hands and feet. We're missionaries because that redemptive compassion that you talk about, that's what we get to be a part of. So, Amen. okay, so I don't want to come across too competitive today. And I know you didn't answer the question about who do you like better, me or Joe. But <laughs> you have 45 churches in the area. Who's your favorite church? I'm here. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so uh, I'd love to tell you more about how we do, how you do that work, because you do own that work. Um, there are three different ways that Love, Inc. works. We, we, and then there's a fourth secret one. Um, but three modes of ministry, as we call it. The Connection Center, which is the helpline. Any Love, Inc. across the country has to start with that. Resale, our resale store, which is Renewed Treasures, and then Impact, which is a campus, a community where people go and learn and understand what they need to do different or want to do different. But that fourth one is really a byproduct of the Connection Center, and that's what we call Gap Ministries. Because um, when the Connection Center is receiving calls from everybody, people that walk into the office here, people that see us on a Google search, people that just have a friend that have been helped by loving, anybody can call the Connection Center. And we're going to strive to understand what they need, but more than that, the person beyond the need. That's part of that redemptive compassion work. It's not just, oh, yeah, here you go. Here's the, the clothes voucher or the food bank that you need. Um, it's tell me more. What else is going on in your life? What, what else could we walk with you on? And then there's follow-up. Um, but in the context of all of that, then we discover, hey, what's not being done? And I'll tell you right now, we need more people that will provide rides. We have a transportation ministry. That's one of the things that's been very, very um, needed. Diapers, as you know, furniture, as you know, clothes and houseware items that happen because we send people to the store. And then more recently, something we call navigation, which is a really one-on-one, -on -one, like a limited time, maybe two or three months, where somebody just helps a person figure out something in their life. They'll meet with them every week and um, just help them journey that way. So those are some of the gaps that we've begun to fill, and we see more and more as we do more through the Connection Center. But I do want to call out a couple other folks in, in, that are with us that Janet Harris and Linda Malone and Bruce, or, sorry, Linda Sinclair and Bruce Regenthal all work in the Connection Center and they see what's needed there. It is hard work, but it's really meaningful work. You get to pray with people. So if I understand right, and this is, uh, 
reason I want a clarification, when someone calls a connection center, they're not just getting a voice on the line going, here's where you go pick up your diapers, mm -hmm. or here's where you go pick up a couple of new shirts or, 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 or donated shirts. They're really making a connection with somebody. Absolutely. And that's where that, that whole restoration begins to take place, that, that helping them more than just their need right then, exactly. but their spiritual need. Exactly, exactly. And we follow up, we follow up, we follow up, and we continue to invite to other ways they can be involved. Awesome. In the churches, in impact. Um, some of you may know Renewed Treasures just right down the way, 6512 South Broadway, great place to shop, great place to donate, great place to volunteer. Um, and they just have a symbiotic relationship with the Connection Center because people who need clothes get sent there. We had 200 kids that got clothes during back to school. Really remarkable. Um, and, and what I love about the store, and just a show of hands, how many have actually walked into the store? Thank you, great. We hope, so it's the outward presence of Love, Inc. in the community. Others might not know about us because all the shoppers get to just learn about Love, Inc. when they go in, but what we really hope is that they feel Christ's love when they step in. Because, and we've been told that, and um, it's not about the treasures they're gonna find to buy at a great price, they're there, but it's about the treasure that they find in themselves and the love that Christ has for them. So Renewed Treasures is a very special place. And then finally, impact. So impact is, it meets every Thursday night. We're actually on summer break right now. It's gonna start up again on September 21st. But it's, the best I can describe it is it's a community. People coming together. They take classes, we watch their kids, we share a meal. They um, get coaching if they like, and they're all prayed over. And we say impact is for everyone. I mentioned 12 kids, and I want to tell you about child number 12, because uh, we wouldn't have Anderson in our family if it weren't for impact. Um, it was a few years ago. I mentioned I have a grandchild, a, a granddaughter. We waited a long time for her. <laughs> and about five years ago, I said, you know what? I don't see grandchildren in our future. I talked to my husband, I said, I really feel called through a long story I won't bore you with, although another time I'd love that opportunity. I really felt called to pursue foster care. And David's initial response was not good. <laughs> it took him a little while to come on board. But we became foster parents in our 60s. And Anderson came to live with us in December of 2019. So we had him for two and a half years during COVID. He's back with his mom. We now have a family that's our Honduran family. I wouldn't trade that for anything. It was hard, but it was so good. And that happened because I took the Affirming Potential class at Impact, started looking at life goals, and worked that through. So I'm saying this to you for a couple reasons. One, encourage you to think about Impact for yourself, or if there's somebody that you know, um, it's a great opportunity. Um, Brett and Joy Pumphrey are coaches there, and a lot of your, some of your small groups have provided that meal. The meal is really critical because the people there then feel a sense of community. It is, it's a really remarkable, um, the, what I call the highest level of our ministry. It's where that transformation is most likely to happen. It can happen in other places too, but impact is a front seat to that. Um, 
and I thank you for the, the support that you yeah. guys have provided for that. Yeah. Here's, here's what I love us partnering with you. There's so many different levels that we can partner. You can simply donate time. You can donate use clothing or use things from your house mm -hmm. or you can get totally involved in the, the contact center, the connect center mm -hmm. or even on the Thursday night impact. So there's so many ways that we get to impact with them. So really we should be saying thank you to you because you are leading this amazing ministry that we get to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Thank you. Now, before God's you get off the, yeah, <laughs> before you get off the stage, I know John chapter 13, we've talked a little bit about it today. Uh, That's a special, special passage for you. Is. What else in that really resonates with you? Well, as I said, I do think it's a loving scripture. I also find it interesting that in that passage, Jesus says, love one another three times, that magic number three. Um, again, John 13, 34 to 35, Jesus is talking to his disciples and says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, you must love one another. By this Everyone will know you are my disciples because you love one another. And I think we so often think of love as an emotion, but it's an action. I mean, um, you cited another one of my favorites yeah. in, in James. Um, beyond the scripture that you cited today is that wonderful riddle where James says, show me your faith by, without works and I'll show you my faith by what I do. And I think that we could substitute faith with love. Show me your love without works, and I'll show you my love by what I do. When we act on that call to love that Jesus gave us so clearly, so many times, three times in those scriptures in John, um, we are showing the world yeah. Christ's love. We are showing the world that we are Christians. You know, when I invited Catherine to join us here several weeks ago when I called you, here's the purpose of today was not to emotionally move you by hearing these stories and what an amazing ministry they have but to physically move you just like Jesus told his disciples just like James talks about they moves us to action now church I want to brag on you okay you're not a church that your pastor has to get up there and kind of kick you going come on somebody do something somebody do something sometimes I feel like as a church I need to put the reins on going slow down a little bit <laughs> slow down a bit because you are such a church of action and I just want to personally as your pastor say thank you it is a joy to be a part of a church like this but it would be a miss as we talk about love Inc. maybe there's somebody here today going I want to be more involved and I've been praying for something and loving sounds like some specific things how would they get in touch with you guys if they wanted to know more be more involved or buy you a new car <laughs> we do take car donations okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that and um, perhaps I mean I know like you said you guys are, are involved in a lot of things but perhaps you're looking for something more and we'd love to have that conversation with you in fact linda and brett and i and others i'm sure will be out in the narthex and we can talk to you about it it's really really easy to just get started and say hey i want to explore what's going on our website which is on the um, notes for today has on that first page i want to help click that i want to help and start looking at what that means and you fill out an application and we get you started i do want to let you know there's so much training especially when it comes to the redemptive compassion and especially when it comes to impact people who volunteer as coaches or as facilitators for impact 
it's about a six-month process to yeah. get ready for that. Yeah. Um, but but we not walk all with volunteers you. are No, there. exactly. So the other things that we need desperately are drivers. We know there's a big need for that. We need more people that will drive people to medical appointments. We need more people in the connection center. It's, it's really rewarding. It's, it's challenging, but really rewarding. And then there's always need for folks at the store and other ministries. We work very hard to let you hear God's calling and then let us help you connect that. So the website's up there. You can go on um, and look at that. I believe also there's a QR code. I know you love QR codes, <laughs> so you can find the QR code listed there. But there's another way that you can help, and this is a really easy way, okay? And this is, this is me trying to pull you in to help this way. Um, South Sub Church, we are fortunate on... October the 13th, that's a Friday night, it is. up yes. here at the church. I believe it starts at 6.30. Uh -huh. We're hosting the what is considered the loving gathering. And it's really just an opportunity that you get to just ask and invite anybody who's been involved in loving, who's interested in, just an appreciation. Absolutely. It'll be all the churches that are invited to attend and some community members and that it's a celebration of what you have done over the last year. So you'll hear some testimonials from folks that have gone through Impact. We'll honor some volunteers. It's, it's a night of celebration, and we are incredibly yeah. grateful to South Sub for being the host for well, this. We are glad that we get to host it. Now, there's things that we'll do behind the scenes to get ready for, but there's one thing that I need your help for. We are going to supply desserts for everyone up there. And rather than just going to Costco and get 15 sheet cakes and everybody's dessert looks the same, we want to put South Sub's best out there. So here's what we need. We need volunteers to either go or to go home, not now, but on the 13th, make homemade desserts or go to the store, the bakery, and get those kind that look like homemade desserts and cut them up and put them on your own plate. That way it looks like you made it, okay? But we are needing a lot. So how many people do you expect? About 300. About three. So yeah. you can imagine how many cut up cakes or brownies or desserts we need. So if you can help with that, you don't have to worry about making it now because we have several weeks. But on your Connect card here as you came in, if you will just write your name and a contact information where there's phone number, email, and just on the, pr on the back, it says prayer request, but if you'll just put, I will bring a dessert and then we'll put you in a, a spreadsheet and we'll contact you later to remind you so if everybody could do that today and here's what I promise you if we have any desserts left over I will choose the best and take home and I'll share with the staff the rest of them <laughs> on the following week I promise you that so um, but that would be a great help but if you'll turn that in today that would be amazing can you with me church just thank Catherine thank you for being ah, here thank you. thank you for the ministry thank of you. love Inc it has been a joy in here